Good evening. We'd like to welcome you to the McCall One Show. Our sponsor today is Poetic Justice for God Ministry. Check them out. Subscribe to the website, www.poeticjusticeforgod.net. Once again, www.poeticjusticeforgod.net. Today, our guest is Lamar Dillingham. Welcome, Lamar. Hey, how you doing today? <laughs> Mars, I just want to say thank you for coming out and being with us. Mighty man of valor, when I met you, um, a man of entrepreneurship, you was doing Sound Lab Entertainment and you had a group, several artists that you mentored and did their music. And I'm telling you, when I first time coming down to Cleveland, you opened up your doors for the Poetic Justice for God ministry. So I love the relationship and I, how we grown. Kids are grown now. You're a grandfather. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mentor. And now you, you have taken entrepreneurship to all different levels. I just wanted to say, what made you become a producer? Well, actually, I was an artist. I was an artist first. Um, yes, I've been, I've, been, I've been an artist since I was in eighth grade. So, yeah, so I was a rapper back then. And Throughout the, <clears throat> excuse me, throughout the years, uh, I traveled with it, you know, different, every state I lived in, I got involved with music. So it became more and more of a passion instead of a hobby. Um, I don't think my uh, parents realized how much of a passion it was <laughs> until I became an adult because they couldn't control me anymore. <laughs> but um, no, but re really though, um, that's what it was about. And when I uh, started a family, my goal was, and then I became a Christian. I didn't become a Christian until I was 24. And at that time is when, you know, your, your mindset change of how are you going to do music? So I had to clean up the lyrics, the content and all that stuff. And um, so I had in the process of doing my own project. And as I started performing locally doing Christian music, I got to know Christian artists and they wanted to know who recorded my music. And I told them I did. And then that's how I started working with different artists in the Cleveland and basically the whole Midwest area was because I started off as an artist. Amen. Mm -hmm. Some of my favorite artists of yours, Anita Simone, God's yes. Child, and Nisi D. Yes. When looking, what was your inspiration when mixing and mastering their music to fit their genre? I think I just went about listening to their voices, just even like coming down to the music and how we even put the project together. It was about really just listening to their voice and allowing God to just use me and put things together. Because actually Anita's, Anita was the first singer that I've ever worked with. They were all rappers. So I had all this music made and I had to go back and say, okay, Anita, I, I'm not that well of a producer to listen to your voice and just play music. I'm not that good of a piano player to just build around you like that. But I can take your ideas and make music and then have you write to my music from your ideas. And that worked out for the first project, but then going into the second project, we brought in another producer who was more skilled as a musician, who was able to then do what we needed to do for Anita, which was have her sing her lyrics. He take the music home and he built the music, built the music around her voice. She comes back to the studio and re-record over the new track that he created. And that's how we did a lot of Anita's work going forward. And then that, process worked with man countless artists 
over the years, I utilized the same producer, Melvin Mason. Um, and we built music for people, created, produced it, and then let them come back and sing over it. And it worked fabulous. Amen. You have a show. You had several shows, but the, sh the most recent show, The Bottom Line, I want yeah. to read vision and mission statement on that. In okay. a society that is increasingly diverse and toxic, the bottom line seeks to build awareness of our diversity of thoughts, lifestyles, and backgrounds. Our hope is that we, our hope is that is will lead to a respect for each other and increase understanding and appreciate for our differences and to lead to common ground on our shared values. Reading that, the mission and a vision statement entwined in it, how do you choose your topics to fit the mission and vision statement? Well, Mike, I, I wanna let you know off the top that this is not just my show. I have a co-host named Darren Harvey. I wanna give him his props for that because uh, I have done different shows like this on the internet, but Darren called me up and said, I've been following you. Um, at that time, I didn't have a show on, but he seen me on social media trying to have conversation. When the conversation become toxic, I try to bring it into, okay, let's take politics out of it. Let's take all your ideologies out of it. Let's just talk as real people because most real people, which all people are real, have the same wants and needs. You want safety. You want to be able to make a living. You want to live in a safe community and you want to take care of your kids. You want to retire and not struggle. Everybody wants that. So from that, from that standpoint, we went on and we started coming up with topics. A lot of it, a lot of it recently has been geared around politics because that's the climate we're in. But also we have this goal of trying to bring racial reconciliation into it. As, as Christians, that should be a a topic that we should attack from a godly perspective. And it shouldn't be any if and buts about it. It should be, we should be able to draw that together and move forward with God's ministry as one body in Christ. And as we see, that's even divided. So Darren, who's who's a Caucasian pastor, I'm black. We were like, let's do this, you know, let's bring it together. And so uh, next week, actually, we're gonna be talking about mental health, how it, how people are going to navigate life during COVID and post COVID, how do we navigate life? You know, with all the anxiety and the frustration that people are dealing with. And there are people that are going through breakdowns right now because they can't cope with what's going on right now. And so that's basically what our show is about all the way. We've had pastors on our show talking about and, and uh, how do we uh, come together as one. Uh, we've had a, another uh, a correspondent uh, named E.B. Smith from Cleveland. He does a lot of uh, political and current event conversation. We had him on last week. Uh, yesterday on my show, I had a woman from Texas who is hard of hearing. So she's endured her own uh, things of uh, discrimination. So she has empathy for what discrimination that African-Americans have gone through in our country. So she started a group on Facebook called Racial, Re Racial Reconciliation and Acceptance. Her thing is to take it from a white perspective how can we make a change? It is not always the black community telling us what they don't like or what we need to do. What about us coming up with ideas and showing how we can make a difference? Because it's us that can make the difference because more white people are in positions of power. Once again, we like to thank 
Lamar Dillingham for being our guest. And the McComb One Show, check us out on our website, www.mproduction1.com. Once again, www.mproduction1.com. And check us out on the podcast, Apple, Google, Amazon, Stitchers, and Spotify. God bless you.
Can't talk.